It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. All right. The red light is on. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Ben and Bananas is back with the pay-per-view week. Dave Anakin here at the bottom. The ruthless one. The fight of the uh, Ben and Bananas. L. Dawson. L. how are you? I am freaking fantastic. How are you guys? I'm so stoked that we're having Ben and Bananas. Dude, your story, you put on a IG and Facebook story 45 minutes ago talking about this. And I had it up on full volume at home with the kids and the wife. And she's like, dang, Elle seems excited. Susie was like, okay, I'll go for it. I love it. So I love it. I love your momentum. Uh, it's a pay-per-view week. So we got to get our main man, Rafael Esparza on it. Rafael, my man, how are you? I'm doing well. I have not seen that IG story because before I came on it, I had a, I was doing my Food Network uh, TV odds because I have the Tournament of Champions 5 betting odds up. And so I was readjusting them because we had some money coming over the week. So sorry, Al, I have not watched your IG yet. It's, fine. it's, fine. it's a good one. Um, before we get into it, before we even get to 297, I have one thing on UFC 300. But be, even before we do that, Raphael, uh, sell some stuff. You're gonna, you got something coming up in 12 days. Go away. Time yeah, I'm, I'm actually sponsored. I'm not one of the sponsors, but a new TV network coming on Wuku and Apple TV and other streaming services is called NGBN uh, TV. It's a no no disrespect, Al, but it's a show for men. It's a station for men's 30, 40, 50s, and 60s. Uh, it's a uh, we're gonna have a whole bunch of sports shows on there, but a lot of mental health shows because uh, nice. men men ages 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s have the highest suicide rate. So there's fantastic shows, some doctors on there talking about mental health. We're gonna have some athletes come out, football players come on and talk about mental health on it on some of their shows, and then we have a whole bunch of betting shows on it, which I'll be their league uh, gaming analysis on there talking about. You know what I talk about, uh, betting odds and stuff like that. You can pretty much bet anything and everything, pretty much any time. So a little bit excited on that. Uh, but yeah, that should be fun uh, stuff like that. I just I, I'm more excited for the mental health stuff more than me talking about gambling because because I think that's something we should talk about more and more yeah. now these days. I don't care, man, female, kids, teenagers. It doesn't matter uh, age or a male or female or anybody. We should always be talking about more mental health issues. Love it. Absolutely love it. Anything positive we can bring to light, I'm into it. So uh, always love and appreciate your time. Let's get into it. Oh, before UFC 297, I told you I had one thing real quick on UFC 300. We talked a little bit about it, but I'm going to left turn it real quick. Uh, so last night, Dana White came on and said, hey, guys, Jim Miller, of course, versus Bobby Green. Not going to talk about that. That's amazing. Hey, Justin Gaethje versus Max Holloway, BMF title. And I'll, hey, thank you, Al. There you go. So I'm going that way. And so, of course, of what I do, I have all on my Twitter feed, all on the IG feed, all on Fight, you know, on Fight Bananas. You know, we're posting about it, talking about it. And I saw so much negativity about this fight. Like, oh, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Isn't Gaethje fighting Islam and all this stuff? I'm like, guys, guys, once in a while I drop it. Here I go. Who? What the fuck? We have Justin Gaethje versus Max Holloway. Just take it. 
Like sometimes in life, if someone comes and gives you a free dessert at your dinner, you just say, thank you. I don't care what it is. Apple pie. You got the chocolate uh, tribe mousse. You got a chocolate sundae. You just take it. It's Gaethje versus Holloway. Like let the rest of the, the, the year or the fight card or anything else go. We have Gaethje and Holloway. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Maybe the one of the best top three fights you can make in the industry. Like I just don't understand. I think the BMF belt attached to it. I think I, I think that's dead. It's dead in the water. No one cares about the BMF belt anymore. I think that has more the negativity than the fight itself. When I saw it, I'm like, oh, cool. And then I saw the for the BMF belt. I'm like, really? I'm like, who cares about the BMF belt? Well, don't ever. That's like that's like wrestling uh, uh, talking about uh, the Intercontinental Championship. No, no one cares about the Intercontinental Championship. It's all about the heavyweights and the world champions. So I get about the BMF fight. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's it's kind of played out, I think. For one, Roth, don't underestimate Gunther right now. He's hot and he's coming for Brock Lesnar. He's, he's losing at WrestleMania, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that's another story for another podcast. <laughs> But, like, I get that to a certain extent, and even that. So I, I heard a lot of that. But, like, at the end of the day, that's just the UFC and them oh, selling agree. stuff and all that. At, for, regardless of the belt, who cares if it's on the line or not? What I kind of like it. It's actually being defended for the first time. So I do like that. But then at the end of the day, they close the cage. We still got Gaethje and Holloway. It's like I respect exactly. the fight. I respect the fight. Don't it's I, amazing. I so the – Oh my God, like who could possibly be upset about this? This is a striker's delight. Two of the guys with the highest volume in the UFC. I've said this before and I'll stand by it. I don't like Max at lightweight. I don't think it's a good move for him. Sure. sure. But I want to see this fight. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to see this fight. Oh, hey, uh, Sean is uh, green. I agree. Raphael said to remove. Yeah. All right. Wow. There we go. U.S. title. And like, dude, we're going in the weeds right now on yeah, Benjamin Sean. Ass. I, we're going for it. I like Sean, it. I, Sean, I do a lot of stuff for WWE, so we need to talk. I'll, I'll give you some little plug for uh, – I got some good stuff for Royal Rumble. Oh, and that's All right. Movie. UFC 297. We have not one but two final uh, title fights on the card. The middleweight title fight, we talked about it yesterday on the Fight Benass Show Live. Um, they got us all hooked, line, and sinker. This fight is awesome. I cannot wait. They have my $85. I will be ordering on pay-per-view. The rest of the card, a lot of Canadian love. And, of course, L, the highlight of this Saturday is Jillian the Savage Robertson. Fight Bananas is fighting and going to win. She's a minus 300. She's the third biggest favorite of the fight. I love it. So let's get into it first and foremost. L, what is your best bet of UFC Vegas, UFC 297 in Canada? My best bet is is Jillian the Savage Robertson. Oh, boo, you took my you took me. You took my play. <laughs> it's man, I I I wanted to add the sub play because obviously minus 300 isn't the best value, but man, Viana has struggled on the on the ground in the mm-hmm. past and she doesn't have fantastic takedown defense. The amazing thing about Jillian is not only is she crazy tough, but she's so relentless with her takedown yeah. attempts. And unless you're going to move your feet and, and really like stick and move like Tabitha Ritchie did when she fought her, you're going to have a hard time staying on your feet. And I, Pollyanna Viana, she tends to go forward. She tends to plot forward. She does have some solid, land some solid power shots, but Jillian's just so tough. I just don't see how she doesn't get this to the ground. I think Pollyanna's takedown defense is like 30 something percent. 
And she tends to almost accept the takedown because she is really comfortable with her jujitsu and she's comfortable on her back, but that is not something she should do against somebody with jujitsu as high level as Jill. Like I just, I think Jillian gets her down. I think she accepts the takedown and gets submitted. Go ahead, Dave. hundred percent agree. And two things with that. Um, One is, and Ralph, I don't know if you're going to get into it. I love the under two and a half rounds in this fight. It's minus 160 the last time I checked. Okay. Uh, there's going to be a stoppage. Uh, I love G getting a stoppage early, round one or even two. So under two and a half, if you want to fight that juice down to minus 160, go under two and a half. Like that a lot. And secondly, L, we talked to Jillian a, a lot. And even just on the last time before she left, or maybe it was me and Maddie talked to Jillian. I don't know if you listened to it. She's just, she's always been with me. And even on all the shows we do, she's always brutally honest and just speaks it how it is. That fight camp and everything with Tabitha Ritchie, it just, it was too quick of her being straw weight. It was like back-to-back camps and the weight cut and from the get-go. And and uh, I know it sounds, you know, passing of her dog and all that. It was a bad camp. She should have got out of that fight, never did. Um, and this one, and I talked to her on air and off air about it, like, She's ready. Like, this is the – she feels great. The weight cut's amazing. She's so happy to fight in Toronto. She's cool to be on a pay-per-view. She has nothing but great mojo in her personal life and fight life. Like, you just know sometimes, like, this is the right time. This is the right Saturday for Jillian Robertson. I'm telling you, it's a lock. It's a lock. Couldn't Rob- agree more with you two. And the submit, plus 140. You're telling me I can get – Plus money on this when she's a minus three dollar favorite, it, it blows me around. And when, when what you said, David, when I did more research and uh, about all the bad stuff she had in her last fight, uh, the, the dog passed away made me cry a little, uh, choked up, and stuff like that because uh, you hate that to see that uh, for yep. anybody. Uh, she's just motivated, and she's in her backyard, to, and it's a pay per view. It blew me away I, when I saw the numbers come out. I saw the plus money on submit. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is kind of – so I actually had to do a little bit more research. I'm like, is this an error? Uh, and then I saw other shops had the same number. I actually saw plus 150 at, at, at one of the shops. So I think it's a great, great, great number for a submission at, at plus money. I I couldn't agree more. Plus that, – that's crazy. Plus 140 on the jilling the sub. I might – switch to that uh you can put g as a huge anchor of multiple parlays you can do a fun canadian parlay no parlays people (laughs) what (laughs) no parlays people come on it's a fight game anything can happen that's true i i always always like i there's there's one parlay i actually did earlier today i was like i love it i got g all right here we go uh, so that's our, um, you know, best bet. We're all in, Jill and the Savage Robertson. We love you. Good uh, good skill in Toronto, all that. G, uh, I mean, G, L, how about an underdog play? There's not a lot that I like. Usually I I'm, I, I feel like there's two, three, four. I looked at the car. There's like one and a half, maybe. Let me, yeah. let me see if we're on the same one. What underdog do you like? I, I kind of felt the same way. And I feel like I'm going a little higher risk with my underdog. I didn't okay. see a lot of people agreeing with me. And maybe I'm maybe I'm off the wall here, but I really kind of like Garrett Armfield here against Brad Katona. I I think I I think Brad Katona can be a little overvalued. He's definitely manages to win fights against guys that are better than him, which I really commend. Like he's a grinder for sure. But Garrett Armfield is so freaking tough. There's not a lot of guys who outgrind him. He lost. Uh, he obviously lost his UFC day. UFC debut up a weight class on super short notice, but man, Garrett's Garrett can box. 
He's a really technical striker. He's got power and he has really solid takedown defense. And I, after seeing Brad fight Timor on uh, the ultimate fighter in a fight that I did think he lost, obviously he looked great against Cody Gibson. I don't know that Cody Gibson was quite ready for the UFC for that level. Like I, I wasn't super impressed with his performance leading up to that. Um, but, and so I just don't know how Brad Katona is going to do in the UFC this time. And I'm interested to see that um, because obviously after he beat Bryce Mitchell, which was this huge deal, um, he, he dropped a couple fights and, and uh, unfortunately got cut. He did. One of those fights was obviously to Marab. So maybe I'm undervaluing Brad a little bit here, but I, I know Garrett personally, we're, we're both from Missouri. We both came up in the same gym and the dude is just so crazy tough and I feel like he's going to be a tough guy to outgrind here. And so I'm I'm liking the the plus money on Garrett. Okay. Well, that, that was not one of them. Um, but, I, I, you know, L, you know how much I feel about your analysts and stuff. So I'm going to look into that a little bit more. I I, I will look into that. Raphael, you have an underdog play that you may have see? some undertones of bias. Just just know that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, us at Five Bananas having a little undertone of bias. That's not us. <laughs> Al Shockman that one. I'm, I, and yeah. I, I totally agree with you, dude. I'm going to d- d- do a dive in on that. I got to look. I got to look like, back yeah, into it. That's uh, that was one. I'm going to co-main event. I like Raquel coming with five straight W's coming in there. I know uh, she's the. I don't want to say huge underdog. I have a feeling she's going to be probably minus two uh, two dollar favorite. Probably I think the Benny Public's going to go against her. Uh, I'm not saying that I, I, I'm biased just because I love her little girl when I watch on Instagram her and uh-huh. their little girl is so sweet. But I think she's just in the right mindset now. I think uh, the life, the way she's going, five straight wins. Uh, I just think she's ready for this one. I would not be shocked uh, if this one goes to the decision by her. Now, take the decision over four and a half round. I just don't see uh, uh, this one going out early. I would not be shocked if the judges uh, make this call. So the four and a half uh, over, I think, is also a good play. But Give me the plus money on Raquel. And that little girl's going to be at the fight. Give the little girl something to cheer for with my mom getting the W. That's true. Hey, I, um, how, what are what are the stats on, like, new moms? I fighting? tried to find that. I tried to find that uh, when I uh, – I think it was two days ago when I saw Tisha said, oh, getting ready to fly to go see mom, whatever. He said, and I'm like, wow, I wonder what the stat is of, like, of pair, like newborns or babies coming to fights and – I was uh, I was googling it and, and I couldn't find anything, but that's a good stat. I should need to put that on there. I like, uh, I like actually, what Sean said here. I, I'm oh. with Sean. I'm I I am. It's actually one of my probably second or fourth best uh, feel on the whole card. I love Myra in this spot. I love the momentum of her in the last two three years. She's at a really really good gym down there in Coconut Creek, Florida. Um, you know, coaches and everything of that nature. I, you know, well, you're not biased. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'd be done, though. And I just, and there's nothing against Rocky Pennington, but I just feel she's been around, and a lot of those fights she just won because of her veteranship. I don't know if she's championship. Like, I don't know if she can win the belt. Like, she's a good challenger. I think this is a, uh, a decent co-made event. I'll give it that. Uh, I think Myra is a championship caliber fi- a fighter. I think Myra's going to get the job done. Um you're right. So here's the sneaky my underdog, and I we haven't really got into it. We're 14 minutes into it. I'm going all in. I think I like Drykus to become the new UFC middleweight championship. He's a slight dog, very slight. But the more I kind of feel this fight and see the momentum of Drykus and Sean Strickland, and, and I know that's his style, but the man's like 
he's everywhere. Like he's just everywhere. And maybe it's too much with the dad thing and all in the head and he's messaging him and, and he's doing the fireworks with Nina. He's just like everything. And I know that's like Sean and I get it, but this is to win a championship as an underdog and you have nothing to lose. He kind of like, um, you know, gravied in that. Now you're the champion. You're the betting favorite championship of a pay-per-view. That's like, that's a, that's a different mindset. And I just don't know. And I think Dreykus as the dog and just going into the fight and his momentum and the power. And I think he's going to just like, I, I you know, uh, L, we talked about this yesterday. Like it's going to be a hundred percent one way or the other. And I think Dreykus gets it done quickly. I think it's, doesn't go are over we, seven minutes. I think. Are we going to break down the main event right now? Let's do it. Let's do it right now. In the middle. In the middle. I, I know. Gonna, I told you. I was drink. like, I know. What? I said I'm going to make another drink while we talk about the main event, guys. If you're what doing you dry January, you need some of this. It's called Seedlip. It's unalcoholic. Seedlip. It tastes freaking delicious. Do they have Seedlip a social water. channel? Their social. They have a what? Do they have their socials? We got to like, uh, get a plug. Yeah, we need to. We need to tag them. Okay. It really is good. I'm not kidding. I'm just doing it with like ginger beer. There we go. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, know, I, mean, so I need. I'm learning more. I'm learning more on this show today than anything. Give me a non-alcoholic sponsor. Um, there we go. <laughs> Main event under four and a half. Craig, exactly. I Here's think it's under four and a half. I think Dreykus. It's a train, train tracks, hot night butter. Three, four analogies there. I think Dreykus gets it done early, quickly. Um, so that's my dog. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with this fight. Either that will happen or Sean Strickland will win the world's most one-sided decision. Like, or, and, and Grant said something today that I absolutely agree with. He said, there is absolutely Grant no way. Grant Dawson, most handsome man on the planet. He said something very, handsome, very handsome fighter. <laughs> really good looking dude. You guys haven't seen him. Um, he said that there is absolutely no way that this fight does not end in some sort of controversy. And I absolutely agree because these are two really awkward styles clashing. You have Sean Strickland, whose lead hand is always out with his fingers straight out. You have Drikas Duplessis, who's constantly crashing forward this close to headbutting everybody in every exchange. There's going to be an illegal blow. Some like there's it's going to happen. There's absolutely no way this doesn't either have a weird uh, controversial decision or an illegal blow or just or somebody's going to win and jump out of the cage like Khabib and Conor McGregor. Like something crazy is going to happen in this main event. You know who's there, too, as well. Um, A very uh, slender, uh, you know, ex middleweight champion. Israel Adesanya will be there in the uh, in the building. And we talked about UFC 300. I think especially if this fight ends quickly or at least on one side, um, Izzy versus the champion is will happen at UFC 300. It's going to happen. It makes sense. It makes the most sense. It makes sense. I I totally agree with Al. Something Connor-ish is going to happen in this this fight. Something that people are going to talk on Monday. This is why they bought a purchase WWE because it felt like a WWE event after this fight. It's it's, it's going to happen. That's why I put up who's going to bleed first. Uh, right now, everyone's taking the, uh, Strickland right now at plus money. He was um, he was plus 140, and I was down to plus 120. Uh, I, I like the underdog, but he's not going to be an underdog. It would not be shocking. This was a pick em. Uh, yeah. When they get into the octagon, I just think the the underdog money is going to go. And, and the only person I feel bad about this fight 
is H is UFC HR. That's the only man. I mean, I would hate to be the UFC HR for this fight for the presser for the weigh in and stuff like that. That's the that's the big loser uh, of UFC 297. Is uh, UFC HR is probably going to be the big loser in this one. Raphael, I have a question for you. What are the odds on a DQ on this fight ending by disqualification? Wow, oh, that's good a good one. one. Have to, yeah. Uh, yeah if L. Dawson calls this, this is cut up. This is history. But like, we'll just plug this over. This is like I don't know that it'll picture. happen, but I think it's worth ten dollars if the odds are as crazy as I think they're going to be. A draw, it's, a draw is seventy to one right now. Well, it, okay. to me, it can't I don't be expect draw because it's going to be so one sided. I yeah. do agree. Like the DQ, an eye poke, a bloody, uh, you know, eye because an elbow or some kind of bo- a low blow, some crazy. Like, I'm going like to put. That. I'm going to put DQ. Uh, I'm going to put. We don't have that up. I'm going to put that up when I get when I get done to show. I'm going to put up a, a DQ number. Yeah, there let's do it. There we go. I like that. Uh, I could see I could see that. Uh, and I'm hoping Vince McMahon throws a chair in the ring or something. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> we should be there. We should be there. Um, this is crazy. We're literally creating odds here on Ben and Benaz. We gotta love that. <laughs> All right, so we got our best bet, a lot of Jillian Love, underdog, Armfield, uh Drikus. Uh El Rafael, did you have an underdog play that you liked or is seeing action on and that you're pretty surprised about? I know you mentioned I think uh, the main uh, event is is going to be so much two way action or so yeah. much money uh, against Sean Strickland, and I th- it's Sean Strickland reminds me of of Kobe uh, a couple months ago and how his microphone words and how his antics made him the betting underdog when he was when people thought oh it's a show he's going to get all the action and it went totally reverse and the whole outcome of the fight went totally reverse. I- I've seen something like this. I think that's why sh- usually main event. Champion champion money comes in all week yeah. long and stuff like that. And, and we have not seen championship money in this fight. It's just so funny. I actually had thought that. I should have said it to you before the show, but we're live. So this is what we do here in Fight Bananas. Is this – I haven't remembered, you know, Izzy Makochev is usually minus 550. We said Izzy was minus 700 against Strickland. Um, a lot of the fights, are usually championship fights, there's a – you know, the, the odds are so on the championship side. Do you remember a champion being an underdog going into a championship fight? No, I haven't seen one like that. I used to saw heavyweights used to be something like that, uh, like on a, on a round two, like on a, if there was a, a rematch, right. if, uh, we would see heavyweights. Nothing like this in this weight class. I haven't seen one in, in boxing or in UFC or MMA. It's very, very rare. Boxing you'll see it on a, on a, on a like maybe a rematch or something like that. But this is right. very, very rare, especially if it goes to a pick'em. If it goes to a pick'em. That's going to be totally blown away. Or Strickland being plus money, that would be uh, that be really really weird. Yeah, very cool. Oh, All right, another now- point to this, dude. Did you guys see the picture that Strickland, uh, like Eric from Extreme Couture, posted of Strickland? He looks yeah. massive, chiseled. Yeah, like well, Strickland's never he, had abs like that ever. Enormous. He yeah. looks enormous. I'm and Drikus is a big dude too, so I'm very interested to see what they look like facing off in yeah, a few days. Yeah, that's a good point. I massive. Uh, it's it's wild that the, the Strickland fight wasn't that long ago with Izzy. Like they kind of turned these boys around quickly for Strickland, and it just like to see Strickland uh, weighing pitchers and him fighting against Izzy. Like he's always been skinny, but he's never like been muscular in, yeah. in the ab section. Uh, you, you saw the picture with him and Johnny Evelyn that they posted at the PI, right. and this is before him cutting weight. Like, dude, the Strickland's gonna have a fourteen pack on on weighing day. Like. It's going to be insane. 
Craig, Craig is correct. I forgot Carla Esparza was uh, was an underdog. Mm, one, I forgot about that because I was actually at that fight, and my last name is Esparza. So people thought my, she, we were related. We're not related. And actually, my sister's name is Carla, but she spells it with a K. So it's funny. I got there for a press pass, and they sent me to the family. I'm like, oh, your family's sitting already. I'm like, my my, my family's here? I'm like, my family's not here. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. So, yeah, so I was That's at that funny. one. That's, That's awesome. Good stuff there. All right, now that's uh, the, like I said, I lost last week. The, my girls didn't eat lunch all week because we bet on Phil Hawes, the underdog, because L. Dawson told me to. So we need some money. <laughs> we got to get some food next week. Let's head down a 3 5 parlay. Can we start uh, with this 2024 and a 3 5 parlay win? Can we do that? I'm going to do my very best, okay? All right. um, I'm going to start off with what I wanted to be my lock, but man, the odds were just not good. Like it didn't make sense. Jasmine Jesudovicius is a freaking lock over Priscilla Cachuera. Yeah. Priscilla, she lands like four strikes for every seven she gets hit with. Um, <laughs> she usually wins by being the bigger, more powerful physical fighter. And Jazz is a big flyweight. And, and she's got great striking. She's super physical. She can wrestle. And she has a solid chin. I, Priscilla absolutely has the power to put people away. But I feel like that has to happen early in the fight for Priscilla here. The longer the fight goes on, I feel like she's going to slow down more and more. And she has a gaping hole in her game with her ground game, her takedown defense, and her submission defense. And it has not improved throughout her very extensive UFC career. I don't see that happening again. Uh, I I would have loved to add a prop, but I am not super confident in the decision or the finish either way. But Jasmine Dissidivicius is going to win this fight. Okay. Love it. Um, my second leg, I have Mike Malott winning inside the distance over Neil Magny. I was back and forth on this because obviously we haven't seen Mike Malott against, like, this is a big step up for him. This is his, like, next step in the in the uh, chain of command, so to speak. So th- sometimes when these big finishers go up to a higher level, sometimes they don't see as many finishes. But then going through Neil Magny's record, seeing the jujitsu guys that he has been submitted by, obviously very high level guys like Gilbert Burns, Shavkat Rachmanov. I have a lot of faith in Mike Malott's grappling here. I think his submission danger is really, really great. And I think being in Canada, Canadian fighters have historically done really, really well in Canada. I feel like he feeds off the crowd well. They absolutely adore him in Canada. They're looking for that next big star since GSP retired, you know, so they're looking for him to fill that hole. And I, Neil Magny just doesn't have a lot of danger factor. He's a technical guy, but he's older. He's towards the end of his career. Ian Gary, I feel like could have finished Neil Magny and he just didn't really ever step on the gas. Mike Malott is all gas. So I definitely think he's going to get it done here. And then my third leg, I have Charles Jordan winning over Sean Woodson. So I was going through both these guys' records, and I thought it was funny. They both uh, lost by Darce to uh, Julian Arosa, who isn't, like, one of the names that comes up right away when you think about, like, top featherweight contenders. But that dude has insanely dangerous front headlock. He's got a really great Darce, and he's tough as nails. So I thought that was a, a fun little thing to see on their records. But going through these records, if you look at Sean Woodson's record, he has beat Dennis Bazooka. He beat, um, oh my God, I was just looking at it. So Dennis Bazooka is the only guy that Sean Woodson has beat who is still in the UFC. Right. And he is 0-2 in the UFC. Right. 
Right. And he has one of the worst strengths of schedules outside the UFC that I have ever seen. He's a Ray Longo guy. He's a yeah, Ray Longo guy. it's uh, I <laughs> I like Ray Longo a lot, but yeah, I don't me, think me, that me, Dennis Bazuka is UFC caliber. The other wins that Sean Woodson has in the UFC, not one of them is still on the roster. Now we go to Charles Jordan's strength of schedule, and he's had much tougher fights. Groovy Lando, Shane Burgos. He's he lost to Shane in a very controversial decision, but that was when Shane Burgos was doing really, really well. Yeah, yeah. And I I just feel like Charles Jordan has more ways to win here. I don't know that Woodson has enough of a danger factor to deal with a guy who's as athletic and and moves as well and as awkwardly as Charles Jordan. Um, obviously Woodson has that reach advantage. He uses it really well, but I think Jordan is more dangerous here. I think he will win the grappling exchanges and I think he'll make it dirty. And I really like him here. And I'm honestly surprised that the lines weren't wider. They're very close on this fight. Yeah. $2 favorite. And it's probably going to stay that way because we got early money uh, on, on a dog that came in. So I would not be shocked if we maybe see, maybe go to 220, 225, but uh, I, I thought we were going to see 250, 260 as the opening number. Right. That's a that's a Canadian parlay. That's all three of them. Oh my God, you're yeah. right. It is. I didn't that's even notice. Yeah. I kind of forgot Charles <laughs> Jordan. A lot with the ITD. Uh, that's going to boost it up a lot. I'm sorry I didn't do it uh, on my phone. I was just literally texted really cool breaking news that I can't break because that's just how I live. But it's pretty cool. So I was just really tied up with something else. But. The only thing that, and I do, you, L, you know how much I'm a huge Malat guy. Love Malat. We talked about it in the show on air and off air. Malat's huge. I'm a little worried with, like you said, when they do that step up, Ian Gary kind of did it with Neil Magny. It's sometimes they don't finish the fighter when they make the step up. And they need to get that win and that confidence of like, wow, I just beat a top 10, top 15 guy. And then maybe they can go on that run again of stopping people. Other than that, absolutely love it. Like, I agree. Jazz, Malat, and Jardine, love it. I think all three of them are going to win. Now you've got me worried about my in the distance. Like, maybe we should just go money line on all no, three. No, no, no. That's your parlay. I'm just <laughs> telling you my – and, dude, I I think Malat can do it. And I think I'm, – I'm hoping he does. I'm just I'm just saying that as the you know, devil's advocate, I am worried on that step up to get the ITD. That's all. See, and I, I brought that up with Shafkot versus Wonderboy, and I was oh, totally okay. freaking wrong. So I was like, you know what? Screw that. We're going back the other way. I love it. I love it. And this is the Shavkat, I think, to all of us. If he fights for the championship, he might literally be the bet in favor. Like Shavkat, I think, is on this another level. I love Mike Malat. Like, like him a lot. I just don't know if he is right there right now in early 2024. Like, if he fights for the championship, like, you know, where is he in the pecking order? So we'll see. Um. Rough. we'll go to you. How do you like those picks? Is there something that you would add or not add or, or tickle with? Where are you at on those? Oh, I like them, especially the, the last one. Uh, like I said, I really thought it was going to open up around 250 260 So now you're telling me $2. Uh, I think it's yeah. a, a steal. I don't, like I said, I don't see it going past 225 230 uh, unless something really weird goes on the way in, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. But uh, I thought that the number was a little off. On that one, but I mean, yeah, this this card's a lot of heavy favorites, and uh, so it really for a betting wise, there's really not much value unless you start looking at the prop bets inside KO stuff like that. Because a lot, a lot of chalk, and usually Canada fights have chalk, yeah. chalk. Every time there's UFCs in Canada, 
Uh, I'm praying to uh, the parlay guys to say, can we get an upset? Can we get an underdog in one of these fights? Can you please get a a two dollar one? But uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be. I look at this card and it's gonna be chalk, chalk, chalk. I have a feeling uh, a lot of those big ones. I have a question for you, David. If Buffalo's playing Saturday night against Kansas City, what are you watching on sound? I'm very lucky they play Sunday at 6.30. I already looked into it. And the crazy part is I have tickets for the Royal Rumble next Saturday. So the AFC better be playing on Sunday. Um, I, I know it's crazy, and this is what I do for a living. But I am a diehard Buffalo Bills fan, especially how this season went. I went to Buffalo eight weeks ago when they lost to Denver. This run has been amazing. On sound, I would have the Buffalo Bills because they are, will defeat our nemesis, the Kansas City Chiefs, and I would have the UFC on my phone. It's 2024. We have tablets, phones. Oh, my kids that's, have phones. Like, that's why I said like, sound. I mean, everybody, yeah. I, when I say, when people ask me, what am I watching in my office? Because I have so many TVs. I, I wish I could turn my computer around because I have TVs everywhere in my office. I always tell them, don't ask me what I have on my TVs. Ask me what I have on sound. Right, that, right. That's the more and, important. And I think, and I, you know, I'm a huge John Anna guy. He was on our show literally last week. So I'm not one of those people that dislike the commentary. But there's a lot of, I know a ton of people that do not like commentary, the UFC commentary, that they watch the fights with no sound on purpose. And I'm not one of those guys at all. Like, I need to hear some inside or what's lame. going on, what they're thinking. Like, I, huh? It sounds kind of lame. Like, I know. I, like, I, I'm, I one, guy, like, I'm one of those guys. I, it's like fighting I, I, in I the was, apex. Like, I watch a lot fighter. of fights with no sound. Uh, I, I'm one of those. I have to say, I'm one of those guys. But I also am watching horse racing and football. And you, such you're stuff. working. You're. Yeah. You have an excuse, yeah. Dave. Unless, you know, I don't know. I don't care about football, but I do care about the Kansas City Chiefs. So, do you really? So I, I genuinely hope you're wrong. And that the Bills wow. lose. No, I don't care that much. But. Unbelievable, dude. I'm like this. And it, the best part about this, Rob, like my boys got the shirts and they're all into uh -huh. Buffalo with me now. It's We're all in. The whole family's in. Pizza and wings, Sunday at 630. Uh, I was about to end the show because, like I said, I was maybe getting I, I actually threw a curve at you. I don't know. I love the curveball, but maybe this breaking news might literally come on the show right now. So that, I'm giving it another minute. That's kind of BS for a minute. If you guys yeah, want to leave, you can, but we might have some uh, cool stuff coming on. Let's see. I, they asked right. for the link. So I sent them the oh, link. Who's, who's coming on? Uh, who's coming on? Al, you will definitely know when you see. You'll know. But um, okay. Okay. So that's kind of it's, cool. it's a Raquel Pennington's little girl. That'd be so cool. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. Um, it's a little cutie, little cutie. What, do, what uh, other fights did we not talk about? We did, we really went into the co-main event. My uh, L, you know Myra and ATT, of course, more than any of us. Are, do you like my? I think Myra is a pretty solid. I don't want to say lock. I think she wins the belt. I think she's that good. I I really like her here too. I man, she's super dangerous. Like absolutely, she lost the first round against Holly. And typically when people lose that kind of momentum against somebody like Holly, it's hard to come back from. And she just, she has that ability to kind of suck you into these traps with her grappling. And I, she's, man, she's so physical. Raquel Pennington not having a ton of danger factor makes me like feel like that really helps Myra here. Because if, even if she is down, let's say Raquel Pennington is pressing her up against the cage, like outstriking her, whatever, Myra can always win and in a five round fight, that's two extra rounds of time that she can find that, that opening and, 
and create a, a scramble that puts her in a position where she can submit somebody. And she can do that from almost any position. So I, I love her here. Yeah. That's why I kind of like Raquel. I think the longer this fight goes, the better I think the dog for Raquel. I think the long if, if, if the longer this fight goes, I think it's going to be better for her. Not saying that she's better. Not saying someone has better endurance or uh, conditioning. Right. I just think uh, the longer this fight goes, uh, the, the dog usually says, "Hey, I'm still in this. I'm I'm sitting in a chair and it's round four now. I I can I have something here." Right. And I mean, like Raquel obviously has the five round experience. But I just feel like that extra two rounds of time for Myra to find her opening is just that just gives her, you know, a, a, an extra edge. Another great fight that we actually didn't mention at, at all was Arnold Allen and Mozart. Like Mozart. that is a really, really good fight. When that fight was announced for this card, it was, had nothing to do with Canada and these two guys. But like they got this on the pay-per-view for a reason. Two high level guys. Um, Mozart's a machine. But Arnold Allen's one of those guys like. Before the Max Holloway fight, he was thought of like this undefeated and didn't lose in the UFC, this nice, great run. But like, and everyone kind of got off the train after Max Holloway. And we say this all the time Max Holloway beats everyone except for Alexander Volkanowski. So, like, I don't think I was just going to say, wait a minute, not everyone. <laughs> Everybody but Volk. It's nuts. And that's why I don't like to see guys like Arnold Allen fight Max Holloway because right. all we do is lose a, a contender in. A, a division that is starving for contenders. Like people are salivating over Ilya Taporia fighting Volkanovski because it's been so long since we've even thought Volk could lose a fight. Now this, this Mozart, Mozart, I think he might get confused a little bit with the Southpaw. That's the only thing that scares me uh, on that one. I, I just think, think Arnold a, Allen at plus 180 is good money. I agree. Like, what, L? Oh, I, I think that Mozart's ability to ride is what, like, he just sticks to people. And I feel like people underrate his wrestling because he's not, he doesn't have the best control. But the dude averages, like, five takedowns a fight and has only ever fought in three-round fights. That's quite a few. And he, I feel like it's his ability to just stick to people like glue. And if Allen can't create that space, like Ige, amazing striker, but he just couldn't create that space and unstick himself from Mozart. So even though he was getting up and he was getting up, he was just getting smothered. And that's why I, I feel like Mozart can do that to Allen as well, unless Allen can put together some really powerful shots. And I, even the guys who have put together some powerful shots like Diego against uh, Mozart, he right. still sticks to you. Like he just, he covers distance so well. He's a really explosive guy. Like there, he's like some people just have that ability like Henry Cejudo is one of them to just explosively cover distance. Michael Chandler is another. Right. And Mozart is one of those guys. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why he can set up his shots. And then once he's stuck on you, it's really hard to get him off. That How great is, is that, that Diego fight when was really now? Good. Like, like, I know it was on short notice and all, but that Diego win now is like multiplied. Like, it's such yeah. a great win. Um, oh, yeah. All right, guys, I, it's Wednesday night. I took too much of your time. We might be coming back on. I don't know, but. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, you're yeah, not going to tell us? Oh, boo. It's, it's it's my life. I All I get is news the whole time, and I can't say anything. It's, <laughs> can't say uh, anything? I hate it. I, I agree with you. I, 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 my rule is I have to have double confirmation before I say anything, and half the times trying to find out that that double confirmation is usually, usually my wife and my two cats are the ones that get the news, and then I can't tell anybody else. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wait. Uh, oh. <laughs> Am I right? Yes, no. 
Yes, yeah. Eldest sex <laughs> You're the best. Um, all right, guys. UFC 297. I hope the Swifties win. Huh? The Swifties. I hope just for that, yeah. I hope the Swifties win now for making it. Worst thing to happen to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Thank you, L. That drink looks good, by the way. What was that again? Just one last time. Seed lip. This is the Grow 42. They have several flavors. I have not tried the other ones. I mixed it with ginger beer. It was freaking fire. All right. Sponsor us. That is a uh, short story. We will tag you and uh, let's get a sponsorship. Can we can we get four bottle sense of Miss L. Dawson down there? Yeah, yeah, give her some flowers. She lip, guys. Gee whiz. I'm going to be vegging out in my house, recovering yeah. from ACL surgery. I need something delicious to sip on. If if we don't get one, I will send you uh, four bottles. How about that? There you go. Just Kyle, you're my favorite. That's in the business. <laughs> Any last plugs, Roth? Anything else you want to get off? No, it's just a crazy weekend. We got football, UFC 297, or uh, 294 college basketball games on Saturday when I'm watching UFC and, and football. So it's just uh, it's a great time uh, to be alive. And uh, I always close out, don't bet what you don't have. And make someone laugh today. That's what I always tell Make someone laugh today. I like that. And then next week, we got CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble and the Buffalo Bills going to the Super Bowl. It's a great time to be alive right now. Elder Plus the 150. Best. Rob, we appreciate your time. UFC 297, order the damn pay-per-view, folks. They deserve it. Spend the 85 bucks. Go get it. And then you can win the money right back uh, when you bet on Jillian the Savage Robertson via submission, plus 140. You're welcome. Have a good night. We'll see everyone next Wednesday night. Bet and bananas.